0: My mom was also like the type of Pentecostal holiness woman who wore a lace doily on the top of her head. Oh God, I'm loving every second.
1: <laughs> I'm like hanging yes, on to every on the top word. of her
0: cherry curl. <laughs> you said
1: doily and I went, say more. Everybody, What is up? Welcome to Normalize This, the famous show, the most famous show in the world where we discuss whether or not ideas, trends, and behaviors should be normalized in everyday society. My name oh. is Adam Rippon. Was that
0: a Societe, I heard? There's always, it's for the Societe. You told us,
1: you told us I'm following through.
0: Follow through, Adam Ripon of the Societe. Yes. I'm Danielle Young, and hi.
1: And hi, Danielle is also, (laughs) she's the actually president of the Societe. Listen, and learn. I am now going to tell, me being I'm the uh, other president, vice president, Sometimes I Mm-mm. we, we uh, alternate. Uh, mostly, it's me being the vice president, just repeating things the president says. <laughs> <laughs> but today, <Read> on, <laughs> today on normalize this, we are going to discuss religion and spirituality. Both spirituality. Okay, there's a spirit going through my body that's not letting me. Hold finish your tongue in.
0: Hold it out, Hold it in. Hold it out. <sighs> spirituality.
1: There we there go. go. That was better.
0: Okay. That's Sort of. Yeah.
1: Actually, like when they edit this, they'll make it sound um, like Just I can say the word. Just leave all of this in. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I would be ideal. Spirituality. Spirituality.
0: So religion and spirituality? Is yes. Those two things? Listen, now is not the time for y'all to stop listening. <laughs> no. We're not going to talk to you about Jesus Christ. You know, because, come on.
1: Right, because he he's already has he has his own book. He's he doesn't need enough. his own podcast.
0: He's so tired. It's not about he's him. rose from the dead. He's spending yeah. all this time trying to like make sure that people know he was not a white man with blue eyes. It's right. a lot going on with Jesus, but we're not going to talk to you about him. No, we're going to talk to you about religion.
1: Yes, and, and spirituality. spirituality.
0: I actually know nothing about <laughs> religion. <laughs> So this is going to be great. Um, (laughs) Do you know anything about religion, Adam?
1: When I was growing up, I'm like the area I'm from, it's just a lot of white people, Mm -hmm. a lot of like white Irish Catholic people. And my mom, I'm really grateful for this because my mom really wanted us to be like well-versed in like other religions and to teach us about other religions. So I don't know a lot about religions, but my mom was really adamant at like teaching us about different teachings so i'm excited to talk about this i'm
0: excited too and i have a surprise welcome to the show adam's mom i'm just kidding but wouldn't it be funny if she i if she was just
1: like danielle i'm gonna throw up because (laughs) i was like my mom is on this episode i actually panicked I actually panicked, and, and that's the closest I've been to religion in a while, was when you told me my mom was Ooh, on here. I went, oh, God, You were stepping say into that's... the light. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I could see the light. <laughs> you were holding my hand, and you went, it's time.
0: Imagine your mom's like, hey, Adam.
1: She would. You, like, you don't realize that my mom would say yes, so.
0: <laughs> no, Adam's mom is not on this episode, but please still stick with us. Yes, please. Because later on in the show, we will get to our favorite segment. Not that this segment isn't like top tier, but Keep It or Curb It has a special place in my heart. Mine too. And it's basically where me and Adam just decide what we want to keep and cherish and love and hug and kiss and what we want to never see again.
1: Ever. 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 I don't, I don't have anything bad to, to that. The only thing mm-hmm. I want to ask is, Danielle, do you have a fun fact to share with me today? Of
0: course I do. And And keeping in the topic of religion and spirituality...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and having also nothing to do with it at the same time.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Growing up in high school, I was uh, in this like uh, religious, not a cult.
1: <laughs> uh huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what other way of describing it, but it was called Chrysalis. Um, and my friend Becky, shout out to literally my white friend Becky, invited me often with her to church. And and they had this like youth program called Chrysalis where it was like um kind of like church camp. Where the kids go off uh, to these, you know, cabin in the woods, and we have all these really cool, you would call them like seminars if we were adults, but like I don't know what the kid version of them Breakout sessions. Breakout (laughs) sessions. (laughs) Seminars. You're like, well, that (laughs) sounds awful. Yeah, you're like, you were in seminars about Jesus. Mm -hmm. But no, these really cool, yes, breakout groups. Some would be like where we would act skits. Some would be just, you know, where we would be talking about different issues that we're facing and stuff like that. But it was really like built towards just teenagers in Christ. Mm -hmm. But I was the only Black girl. (laughs) Did you like Chrysalis? I loved it.
1: You loved it. I I knew you would. Yeah,
0: I ended up actually going to my was it my senior prom? Yeah, my senior prom with uh, one of the guys who I had a crush on from the Chrysalis program and he was like older. <laughs> and I know, right? Not like older, like out of school, but just older than me. Right, got
1: it. <laughs> uh, but, like by three months. got it. <laughs> right, he
0: still was in high school. <laughs> Um, but but he, uh, I, I had him go or asked him to go with me to prom, and he said yes. And yeah, he wore a little purple tux, which I was very embarrassed about at the time. Um, but it actually did coordinate with my dress. But he also, during our prom dinner, he took me to a hibachi spot because that was literally the only nicest thing we had in my hometown of Rocky Mount, North Carolina. And he, I never knew how to eat with chopsticks. Mm -hmm. And he literally taught me how to eat with chopsticks. The man ate every kernel on prom night, no less. He ate every kernel of rice with the chopsticks. I remember being so impressed by that. We had a great time. It was very innocent. I had the most innocent of prom nights. But yeah, I was going to talk about how I got my first kiss at a church uh, Uh lock-in, but I thought I would go into the... (laughs) Problem. <laughs> I,
1: I mean I've, i have a feeling <laughs> you'll have time to share that with us at some point
0: but yeah we we can get into that i'm blushing
1: <laughs> i mean that that's such a cute story i mean uh, my favorite stories all involve hibachi so that does uh, kind of check out right? for
0: me mm, i want some hibachi real bad
1: Me too. Oh God, I really do love it. When they make it right in front of you, it's just so impressive. Oh,
0: it's so good. I mean, leave the rice a little bit longer for me, please, because I like a little crispy. I like it a little burnt. I like a little crispy on my rice.
1: Yeah, you get it. Um, My fun fact is that, this is actually a fact, I went to a Catholic elementary school.
0: Wow, how cute is that?
1: Yeah, and I had a uniform, and I remember (laughs) thinking my uniform was so comfortable.
0: Oh, what was it, the uniform? Was it my like slacks? uniform?
1: Yeah, it was like really? blue was slacks. Skirt. My yeah, my uniform. <laughs> it was like a tube top. It was like a tube top and a really thick wig, um, three-inch heels, yes, and earrings. like honey. Yeah. So I my uniform was blue slacks. It was a white collared shirt and a clip-on tie.
0: Oh, I always used to want a uniform so bad.
1: And you know, looking back, I'm like I thought they oh. were so cool. It is so easy to get ready for school.
0: Yeah. Also, it just evens the playing field. Ain't nobody like picking on you for having the off-brand outfit because we're all wearing this stupid outfit.
1: I love them. Honestly, if they if I could get it in my size now, I would kind of wear that merch. Around.
0: Honestly, we probably could make it happen. Do you have any pictures? Uh I'll I think find we something. should do that on our next hangout, like recreate this.
1: Oh, yeah. Uniform. Yes, we should. We should I'm wear the it. same uniform when we go to dinner next. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> or I'll wear the purple tux. <laughs> and
0: eat your rice with
1: just <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Today's episode, we're talking religion. And yes, I know your mom and your grandma and somebody has probably told you that is one of the things that you should never, ever talk about in public. But why? Well, today, that's one of the things we're unpacking and hopefully normalizing is having these types of conversations out in the open. And let me just say, we're not experts and this isn't a knock on spirituality or religion. It's not to make people feel bad in their beliefs or rituals, but it's just a conversation where we share our personal experiences. And maybe as you're listening, you might be a little familiar with some of our experiences with religion and spirituality too. Should we dig right in? Should we go
0: right Ugh. in? Religion. Religion. Spirituality.
1: Spirituality.
0: Look, these are things that literally me and Adam don't know a thing. So don't take any of this seriously, but, like, get your notebooks.
1: Yeah, get your notebooks. Don't listen, but... But learn. But learn. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? Yeah. You shouldn't be talking. We're going to be teaching. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> eyes on me. Eyes on me. Hey, up, up here. <laughs> if you eyes can hear here. my
0: voice, clap once. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Right. So, Danielle, let's go right in. Religion, mm-hmm. spirituality. Did you grow up in a, a religious household? What was I, your like relationship with religion growing up?
0: Definitely did. My mother was and is God's bestie. Mm-hmm. So heavy on the God, heavy on the Christianity. And we grew up Pentecostal holiness.
1: Okay. And, you Sounds know, serious. There, it
0: does. Right. Yes. And, you know, very much like Catholic is a thing. Baptist is a thing. Presbyterian. So the South has a lot of different uh, versions of Christianity, which was always confusing to me mm-hmm. uh, because I believe my friend Becky, who I talked about in the Chrysalis program, I think she was Presbyterian, but also it was a white church. So I was like the loudest, clappingest thing in that place. <laughs> But in my growing up in the church, we went to a, a church that was up the block from our house. Um, so it was very like neighborhood. Everybody knew knew each other kind of thing. My mom was also like the type of Pentecostal holiness woman who wore a lace doily on the top of her head. Oh,
1: God, I'm loving every second <laughs> I'm like hanging yes, on Yes, on the top word. of her
0: cherry curl. <laughs> you said
1: doily and I <laughs> went lace
0: doily say and more. always wore dresses. Did not did not wear pants. My mom eventually um started wearing pants, but from every like memory I have as a kid, my mom never wore pants. And then it was so also, chic. So this just like everyday was formal.
1: I love um, it. <laughs> I love it. That is, you know, my kind like of woman. just every,
0: just she got her home dresses, she got her church dresses. <laughs> um, so I
1: but aspire to that.
0: Yeah, I just, I'm, it's like I'm literally in the church right now. It's so weird. I can like smell the holy oil, which is pretty much now that I'm grown up. I knew that it was. Now I know it was olive oil. I didn't know it growing <sighs> up. I just thought it was uh, anointing oil, is what they called it. Yes, um, where they would take it and and make a cross on your forehead. Do y'all do any of that in Catholicism? So we have like Ash Wednesday. I think yeah. I mean, I was I've like, seen they, people we, walking we around like. We do a lot like, of similar things.
1: Yeah. So w- growing up, my mom. So w- when my mom had me, my mom had me in 1989. Oof. And you, then my I mom, didn't know you
0: were younger than me. Wow. I am.
1: I know. That's actually 89. kind of. That's why we're this. Actually, this whole episode. I was in kindergarten.
0: Actually, I was reading books. I was born. I
1: was popping. I was just popping out. <laughs> you were
0: just coming through the canal.
1: I was coming through the canal. I went, Oh, Danielle, she's in kindergarten.
0: She's Watch reading this. already? That is she amazing. Can read. Yeah, a, yeah, fun fact reading at four. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I was not reading at four.
0: Yeah, they took I away can... my playtime. I was real mad about that. Wow. I oh remember that so distinctly. <laughs> like, my teacher was like, Uh uh-uh, uh, we about to read at recess. And I was like, "Wait, what? Wait, oh, what?" Oh <laughs> no! So you read <laughs> and literally watched the kids play outside. Oh no, I don't like that. But I was—I literally did love the re- the reading of it because it was like she also had mad books. Okay. So I was like, and then she All had right. the ability to check me out extra books in the library. So it was a whole thing. Oh, that does okay. That sounds good. I became a teacher's pet, like without really trying to be. Yeah, she just like I st- I started reading something, and she was like, "Wait, what?"
1: Oh, she saw you, <laughs> she she took your like recess away because of on potential the wall or something. Yeah, yes. and
0: she was like, "Huh?" Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and okay. I was like, Dang it! But you anyway, played go yourself.
1: On. Yeah, you played I yourself. Did.
0: But I became very smart.
1: So yeah, and so it worked out. It worked out. So yeah. So wait, I was born in 1989. As my mom was having, so my mom had five more kids after me. And so while my mom was pregnant, my mom went back to school, and my mom went back to get Uh, a master's degree in philosophy wow
0: your mom is impressive welcome to the podcast (laughs) I'm gonna stop doing that (laughs) well
1: i'm gonna i'm like sweating every time you do it because i'm like she would show up here so she got her eventually got her master's degree in philosophy while she was pregnant for basically a decade and her thesis was on dance because my mom used to be a dancer and she had like a studio Mm. before she had kids her thesis was on um, religion and dance and the relationship between like dance and religion so growing up Mm-hmm. I was in church. We were going like every day, like every morning, and then we would be there like in the afternoon cuz my mom would be wow. working on getting like the mass together for the weekend. Like so we were like people hella in church.
0: Yeah, I feel like we were up until a certain point. The church was like running out of funding and I remember being so in like a very we. much smaller space. I feel like it, it like it might have been a house. Mm-hmm. So I remember, like, moving from the actual church okay. to something smaller. But then also it got to the point where, like, my mom was getting a divorce. And then I feel like the pants slowly came in. <laughs> like, things just started changing little by little. But uh-huh. also churches, um, at least in our experience, and I feel like maybe in a lot of people's experience, it, it felt phony in a lot of ways. It feels like the further away
1: I get from it the more i'm like oh my god that's a lot of weird stuff
0: yeah and I, I think that's what like made my mom kind of pull herself away from it too because like she i'm telling you my mom like the woman will read the bible for sport right like she's like she's having competing gr- in it yeah she's really in the olympics for <laughs> yeah. bible reading yeah she is. but no she really enjoys like digesting lessons and just learning how to be a better person. And it's, mm-hmm. she's real. it's intriguing really. And I feel like church kind of didn't feel like it lived up to what the people were saying in the, in the book. Yeah, And she, and this is all interpretation. Cause I was a kid then, so I didn't know, but like looking back, it feels like she just distanced herself because they didn't actually stand for the right principles. And then, Here we go getting personal on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm
1: ready to get personal, too, especially when you brought up divorce because that was a huge thing in my mom's relationship with the church. So I don't want to cut you Mm. off. I'm ready. I'm sitting back. I'm listening. I'm ready. You
0: didn't want to cut me off, but you did.
1: I know, but I didn't want to, and I need (laughs) you to know that.
0: No, well, we can go back to your divorce uh, talk, too, because, yeah, that is a big part of it. To this day, my mom feels like she can't... Uh, be in a new relationship or marry again or you know date because she used to kind of date a little bit and then she felt guilt around that and like it's just it's a lot my mom has a lot tied to her belief in what God wants for her and I'd be like girl no you can be happy boo yeah (laughs) but uh, you know whatever happiness doesn't have to mean a partner but she actually believes that she can't do that because that was like her marriage and it was supposed to be these vows under God
1: okay I hate Um, that for
0: her. I hate that for her. But the point of uh, me mentioning that was because I feel like I always had a weird relationship with church because I've always craved that relationship with God. And like, I've had really powerful feelings in church that have felt like the spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what, you know, we call it, you know, feeling the Holy Ghost and Feeling close to God. My mom speaks in tongues and I've experienced that and, you know, the falling out and all of that. Um, it used to be scary, but as I gotten older and I, I got saved, uh, you know, that's a major thing in Christianity, getting sa- getting saved and proclaiming, you know, that that God is is God basically. Um, and Jesus is Lord and all this stuff. And it like I did all those things just so that I could get to those feelings and crave, it because I craved that but seeing how people acted outside of church and didn't really continue like even as a teen and like having those teen friends in church and having them not really like uphold <laughs> their yeah. beliefs is innocently enough too. like whether it's like you know uh profanity and stuff like that where it's like oh I was always like so confused and torn You know, and like hearing the stories that seeing it happen in Catholicism or, you know, different priests and and people using this religious hierarchy to do these things, it's always left a weird taste in my mouth. Yes. When it comes to how people show up in religion.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I think growing up, I could see... I think when I was young, I just wasn't like really processing like, you know, I, I I knew all the stories. I liked watching the videos in school like it was very like
0: innocent. Yeah. I liked like parables. Uh, yes. It was like a poem. Had, yeah, I, Like just learning how to be a good person. That's what it felt like. Yes. And yeah, I don't know. i just, I felt connected to that
1: i I did too. and i I liked being at church. like i I liked it right. And we were there all the time. And my mom was so involved. And when my mom and dad were getting a divorce, my mom was, like, basically kind of asked to stop being so involved in the church. And my mom was so involved. Oh, wow. Like my mom would put together the weekly bulletin that would, you know, be out and like have all of the things my mom would help wow. like, do every my mom was so involved. Im-, I'm telling you, like Daniel, we were there every day. We were there every day. We were at mass every day. And we were like, my mom was working like when there wasn't mass. My mom was helping prepare like she was doing her thesis and she was had like, right. my mom had her like big camera there to record people doing dances on the altar. Like,
0: oh, Lord, the altar dances. I was I, I did it for like two dances.
1: I mean, maybe, maybe and you were like, you here. were dancing at St. Gregory's Church in Clarkes Green, Pennsylvania. <laughs> if you were, if that's if that's where you toured to, then my mom. I didn't get
0: on the tour. I didn't...
1: <laughs> you didn't do the tour, okay?
0: Oh my gosh, the church dances.
1: But when my mom was asked to, to uh, step away, it made me reanalyze like my whole relationship with religion because I I was like, if someone like my mom, if they're asking my mom to like be less involved, then like. I know people who are a lot worse than my mom and like, they're fine being there. Like, I just felt so disconnected to it where it was like, oh, this is like, I, I still believe in like being a good person and helping others like that. I'm really grateful for that like foundational like teachings of like basically just learning morals and right and wrong. Like I'm grateful for that but like it it feels like a lot of people hide a lot of stuff behind the church and as I got older I didn't like that.
0: Ooh, talk yo talk. It's crazy that that shows up across cultures. Um because that's definitely what it has felt like in several ways. And you know like so much homosexuality is everywhere. I it's it's everywhere. And that means it is in the church. Right. But the way that the church tries, at least how I experienced it growing up, to act like it was so wrong, but at the same time be gay and behind closed doors or you know, it was just like Y'all are just constantly living a conflict.
1: Right. Like what's actually right? Like it's it's yeah, wrong to do that. And but it, it's like, yeah, I just
0: But you still are doing it and it's so it's just always so like I get the discipline and just the structure that religion brings and you know how at the core of any religion is typically just being good, yes. inherently good. It's the common thread of all, it's all religions. It's the which is, yeah, which is why I don't understand why we have to have so many denominations in so many different kinds of religions yes. that are stemming from Christianity. Um, I can't speak to, like, you know, other religions, Hindu, all these other things, because I don't know how they worship and all that. But I just... I feel like when it comes to Christianity, it's always so strange to me that there's just so many sub bullets.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's just like different levels of, of being <laughs> I think it is extreme. Giving it's very like, it's very <laughs> levels. And you know, Danielle, I always, this is what always something that bothers me is like when I think about the the Bible. Um, because mm-hmm. i think like the the point of the bible is like there's like these teachings in there and basically the moral of the story and this kind of goes i think for like every religion is like be a good person treat others the way that you want to be treated like the
0: golden rule right
1: the, the golden rules and then i think i really believe that like that the original Bible then gets translated and then it gets a little rewritten.
0: Child, it's just like a game of telephone. Because like, unless we are going straight to the source and being like, okay, God, can you just write this real quick? Right. I'm gonna share it with the world. It, it's like, it had to, even in the idea of these, you know, stories in the Bible, it, it's been spoken through. Right. You know, for someone to have to write it. And ones, ones. And then in different languages, and then in different, and even within that, there's different. Um, what do you call those versions? I guess. Yes, like different, King James, yes. and the this and the, that. I'm like, my God, today. Yeah, where I'm like, you. I don't really
1: feel like you should be taking this word for word. Because yeah,
0: like, if that's the case, then there's stuff in there that says we shouldn't even be like mixing fabric.
1: Yes, exactly. You know what I
0: mean? Like it's like, well, why is like why are you Sodom picking and, and choosing Gamora your big problem here? Right. Like, <laughs> Like, why is, like... They're like, no, it's sodomy and it's horrible. You're like, well. Yeah. And
1: I mean, there's nothing saying that like, you know, cutting your bad. hair is like any <laughs> any better. Like, I think it's just, you
0: guys should really care about rape and murder a little bit more than you do homosexuality. Yeah. Hey, but that's just me. And that's just
1: actually <laughs> me too. Maybe just that's kind just of me. worry about that a little bit more.
0: I feel like you guys should be meaner to the murderers and the rapists than you are. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I can still love you, but I don't. I, we're good here. Right. Yeah, are good here. That is so. But like you. But if I were to tell my mom I was queer, <laughs> yeah.
1: Woo. Have you ever had that conversation with her,
0: honey? No. No.
1: Wow. My grandmother. Like I never said anything to her because I knew that it would kill her immediately. I mean, she's like dead now. So um, <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> you're like she said you're I was
0: like oh he told her then. yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I said it was COVID but it was just me telling her that I'm gay <laughs> um, which is actually <laughs> the first version of COVID is being gay being um, gay so I just remember my grandmother you know a big Irish Catholic lady big she was 4'11 <laughs> but I remember Tiny. like somebody saying something about gay marriage and my grandmother being like Ugh, they're just making a big mess of all of this. And I remember just being like, my cousins, like, <laughs> we're just like, okay, we're just not going to talk to grandma about gay marriage. Oh but, like, girl. on the flip side of it, like, my <laughs> grandfather, like, my grandmother's husband left them. Like, would mm. like left them and with my like my, he had two like really how young. that marriage work
0: out? Right, so like
1: who was really making a mockery of of marriage? My mom eventually this would straight man over here. Right. You know, this god fearing man is actually the one right. who just he left and like n- like just left that my wasn't grandmother. Like, no, it wasn't. He, sh- Danielle, he started a, like a new family and just oh, they love doing that. They love they love to, a rebrand, but they don't love to shut down the first company.
0: <laughs> my mom's husband did that to her.
1: Yeah, that was a and really she feels like she thing. cannot
0: be happy. I was like, girl, yeah, that's... God is not gonna see you at the pearly gates and be like, oh. You remarried? (laughs) Uh
1: -uh. (laughs) No, if anything, he's going to go, you wore pants. (laughs) Where's your doily? (laughs) Hey, sweetheart, where's the
0: doily? I can see your full head of hair. Mm, Yeah, and your ankles are out. It's getting crazy. That's what I call devout.
1: That is something that really bothers me about religion, that people, like, they limit the experience is and experience their yes. whole life experience based. I, I don't know. That just doesn't.
0: On, it's it's based on like personal interpretation, right? You know, like how the same way it felt during the height of COVID, where everybody's movements was based on their personal beliefs of safety and cleanliness, totally, and whatever, totally. Like some people never wore masks. Some people still weren't washing their hands. Some people believed in everything that they brought in their house being cleaned. Like, it's just everything was based on like a personal belief. And that's how I feel like a lot of Christians funnel through Christianity.
1: Yes, agree. It's like
0: a lot of it becomes personally skewed and we forget other parts.
1: There's another, like, f- twisted part to religion for me is that, like, when I travel, one of my favorite things to do is, like, if I'm in a new city, especially if it's, like, abroad, I love to go and just spend a little bit of time in, like, a, a church.
0: Yeah, because their church is abroad. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. They're what gorgeous. An architectural, like, history was happening here. And it Uh, just feels,
1: if I feel, I understand the reason of why churches are important. It's just like, it's a place to reflect and meditate. And I don't know, that's why I love, still love being at a church. I don't go to mass. It has, yeah, it
0: has like a, a safe vibe to it, except for, I just, I got this really intrusive memory when I was working at Essence. I got to do a video coverage about the Charleston shooting. You remember that church in Charleston? Yes,
1: I do, yes.
0: Uh, where our our crazy psychotic evil Dylan Roof. Mm-hmm. Remember him? Yeah, unfortunately. Sat in yes. Bible study with these people mm-hmm. and then shot them down. Like I went to that church and I went to the door that he came in through. I walked the the path that he took to sit down. I went downstairs to where a lot of them were hiding. Like The smell of the church, it it had this, like, you know, red, a a lot of Black churches have this, like, red carpeting, red on the pews, the Mm -hmm. same kind of wood, that smell. And I was just like, man, I could not imagine somebody taking my kindness, my godliness, Mm -hmm. and just not even thinking twice about it and having a lesson and, and them doing that. So, like, when you talk about the safety and stuff of church and, like, you know, going, I was just, it just, I caught that image, like just that intrusive thought. And I was just like, wow, I couldn't imagine what that would feel like to have like the place where you feel you're safest feel like, oh, I ain't ever going back to a church. Because, right. What?
1: And it was during a Bible study, right? It wasn't even during, yeah, like, he
0: literally a- sat through the Bible study. <sighs> and then to have also, I think, I, I hope I'm not wrong in this, but I feel like in the trial, you know, they'll they'll show that on some of the clips on TV and stuff. Yeah. Um, One of the families, I forget how many families it was because he had a lot of victims. And one of the families talked about forgiving him. Mm-hmm. And I think this happens a lot with these mass shooters or shooting situations where there is someone who is a Christian or a God-fearing person who has been uh, victimized by someone like that. And they oft often offer forgiveness, mm-hmm. and it makes me sick to my stomach because you feel like you have to do that as a Christian or something
1: right I mean it may it makes me so confused I just, but and I think yeah. that's one of the beautiful parts of religion of it it, it, it kind of gives you this like. Sort of like. I mean, it's steps, supposed to give you peace, right? It's like it, it can give you this little, a little bit of like you might find peace if you go this direction. And for some people, it, it does, and it's just sort of like a, a helpful. How do I get started in moving forward? Like, I understand, I really appreciate that part of religion, but I'm so with you where it's like, you don't have to forgive this person if you don't want to. Like, you should not right. be. You, there should be no consequences for holding this hate in your heart. It's deserved. It's heavy. It's heavy. Right. We all hope to like let go of it, but it there should be there are no consequences for not being able to move forward. This person did something unforgivable.
0: Right. That's what I'm like. I don't know. Sometimes spirituality feels more in tune to where I want to be with it, but I still have a like. I don't think I'm ever not going to believe in God.
1: Agreed. I just yes. think my
0: idea of God. I still. I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it all.
1: My idea you know, of like God is personal. Be... It's personal to me. It's,
0: yeah. Well, what is your, do you have words for your idea of God? I mean, I think of
1: it more as like, when I think about like, I want to create good energy for myself. I think, I think of God instead of like a person in a chair or Ariana Grande on a single, I think of it more <laughs> as like an energy and this like, Instead of like a teacher, do you know what I mean? I don't think of like...
0: You don't see a thing, like a person, yes. an entity. It's more of a feel.
1: God is a feeling. And it's God like- is a
0: feel. It's like it's you know it's there. Yes. I remember, because uh, we watched Oprah growing up, so did obviously. We. Yes. And Oprah often talked about God and everything, but she would always have these spirituality type of episodes and I remember her talking about, like, connecting to the God inside of you. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was so powerful. Even as a kid, like, just understanding, like, that there's something really powerful inside myself that I can connect to God. And, like, I am also a God. Mm-hmm. And my mom, that language that Oprah had around saying that she's she is a God my mom was like, oh no, I can't. Oprah is a, that is demonic. And she comparing herself to God. And I was like, but isn't that what, like we were made in his image.
1: Right, exactly. Yes. And I
0: don't think that that necessarily meant the human being of it. I think it meant that God gave us our own universes as Mm -hmm. ourselves to be the God of. Right. And like we, we go through life trying to emulate his like, limit like and i even say his not believing that it's a he or whatever but like we go through life trying to imitate god's glory right we're never gonna get it but we'll try our best to just be as close as we can to just glorious Mm -hmm. to me that's how it felt and so i think and i connected to that through, like, how Oprah was talking about it. And I forget who the guest was or whatever. I just remember her saying the God in me. And my mom was so offended by that.
1: When you're talking about this, like, I remember this, like, on TV. I remember, like, and I I really believe that this is around the time that my mom was, like, teaching us about different religions and stuff. Like, this was a Mm -hmm. real, like, epiphany for, like, my mom. Because she was, like, the
0: first time that you would see religious talk on television. Like, Oprah was the only, like talk show host that was uh, I think some other was with trial and maybe a no not a Geraldo but maybe a maybe a what's her name Sally Jesse or something but yeah I think Oprah oh, was the first Sally, time on TV Jessie, where like religion yes. was talked about because it's like you don't talk about religion yes yes the same way you don't talk about politics you don't like I don't remember hearing other people be so Upfront with something because God sometimes used to feel cr- Christianity too growing up could feel like embarrassing. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Like you're a square or you're a loser. Yes.
1: They didn't have these like really big open conversations, which is why when like you would hear it, it was like it would I was really like, wait a minute, they're talking you. about God? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And now, like, and it, and it used to, because my mom, you know, how your parents teach you little lessons around, you know, just here and there. And she would always just want to us to know like we should never denounce God. We should never not claim our our love and devotion to God. If and if it came down to it, you know, like we need to make sure that we're always proclaiming and this and that. And I would, you know, used to feel a little bit ashamed mm-hmm. to have that. I don't know why. I don't I wish I could dig deeper into like that feeling of why it was there, but I could not live my life without connecting to God now
1: yes and there was when you were talking about shame it was something I wanted to bring up that I really did not connect with Catholicism was that Mm. everything was like I'm sorry it was all shame based
0: like yes I hated that the older I got especially when I started having sex and oh my god the shame right the conversations I would have with my, like, spiritual self <laughs> were, like,
1: so scary. Like, I felt so—it was, a. I think, a big reason of, like, I wasn't even religious when I was, like, trying to come out to my friends or whatever. But it was, like, a big—I don't know. It was a lot of conversations with myself that finally, when I got to a point, I was just like, okay, like— <laughs> if what's the whole point of life and I feel like it's to be a good person it does this make me a bad person am I still a good person and it was just that's when I really kind of developed my own relationship with like because I had to I just didn't see anything that like aligned with what I was feeling
0: so into conversations about religion do you talk to your mom at all because you know she was sounding real close to God when you when you were talking about how she was always (laughs) doing the things in church and God really knows her. Like he, that's his girl.
1: You know, I don't have conversations about God with my mom. I mean, I think that like we are kind of on the same page of feeling like there's this energy because my mom has totally hippied out. Like, Oh, she really has like made her and I think that my mom was able to do that because of studying other religions that my mom saw the similarities and that my mom was able to kind of create her own sort of like, these are the morals that I will live by, and that I feel more connected to this like greater sense of myself. Mm-hmm. And that's what I connect to rather than like the the God, the Buddha, Allah. Like I I connect more to this energy and I feel like those greater beings are all sort of like a a synonym for the same thing. That's, I feel like what my mom feels. That's what I feel. Like, do you have conversations with your mom about religion?
0: No, not necessarily. Well, I want to say not necessarily, but I think also at this age and the way that my mom converses these days, everything funnels through God. And it just appeases her and makes her feel a lot more, I guess, at peace to know that I have my own relationship with God and that I'm praying and that I'm staying close to him. I think that just gives her this sense of hope. So Mm -hmm. I just take it upon myself to give her that. You know, my mom's 71 years old, not in the best of health, not like, you know, the worst, but just not in the best of health. And so... I just spend a lot of time with her just making sure that she just feels good, good about herself, good about me.
1: I totally relate to that. Yes.
0: And you know what I mean? So I just I yeah, I funnel a lot of the conversations about God and, you know, she's always like, well, God bless you and I love you. And I'm like, God bless you, mommy. I love you. So Mm -hmm. it's like stuff, you know, like that and. I don't challenge her.
1: Right. What's the point? The way
0: that I used to challenge her. Yes. In conversations with my mom, it just feels like a comfort zone versus like real challenging of things or making her feel uncomfortable about my new age, you know, right. feelings on what God is and feeling like I'm a God myself and stuff like that. And so I just keep it cute and I think mute. Sh- if she's not,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think if she's like not challenging you. You don't need to challenge her,
0: yeah. I just want her to feel confident in my relationship with God. My mom was always
1: a really open and like um I don't know she was just her her opinion of religion was always very open, and she'd never had these like harsh lines in the sand of like what was good, what was bad. My I think my mom was always willing to hear other people's opinions, mm-hmm. which kind of helped shape my own idea of of religion. But I remember with my grandmother, when you're talking about you and your mom and, and in not sharing that you're queer with your mom, I remember that my grandmother was so important to her that I would get confirmed. And by the time I was like of the age where you would get confirmed in the Catholic church, it's like you're in eighth grade or something. Mm-hmm. We already weren't going to church at that point. <laughs> And so I remember that like, I like bootleg got confirmed somehow, like, you know, usually you have to go through like a a whole like kind of course to do it. Like you do it with your whole class or your whole like CCD class or your whole class, like at your Catholic school. And it was just like, I was just doing it like on my own. And (laughs) I remember the like, I went with a friend. This is how I got like a. Uh, how I got confirmed. and I remember I got confirmed just so I could tell my grandmother so she would stop giving me like pamphlets about getting confirmed. <laughs> so I have definitely <laughs> done God. i have I've run the mile.
0: listen and just to stay safe in these streets because it's some battles you just choose not to get into. so I just I, I respect that. I feel like spirituality is much easier to converse around but just because it's more it's more to it and it seems more personal yes um and then I feel like when it comes to like religion especially with Christianity it just feels like grenades are everywhere and you just don't want to like yeah offend anyone or anything like that so it's just always like such a a thing like I don't even I don't even think I talk about I talk I definitely talk about God with my friends and my friends know how devoted I am and I pray and I believe and all these things, but I don't think I ever really address it in a lot of the relationships I've been in.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, The last relationship that I was in, they didn't really believe, they had also a weird relationship with it because one of their parents is a, a pastor or was a pastor. And so it's just like, I don't know if I avoid it because I'm like, oh, you know, that'll make me not want to be with my partner and I'm already like trying to commit to a partner. I, or I don't know. I, I just sometimes yeah. it, it feels like it devastates me. Cause I've had situations where I've had a partner be like, Oh, I don't believe.
1: Mm.
0: And I was like, Oh.
1: Did that feel like a deal all? breaker?
0: It it kind of does like you don't believe in nothing. Yeah. That to me says like, oh, you don't even have a soul. Like, where do you, because then (laughs) it just leads me to other conversations and other wonderings around like, well, what are you connected to? You just floating around here in the world just as a random life. Like, you don't believe in anything. Mm -hmm. Even though sometimes I do roll my eyes if somebody says, oh, I'm spiritual, not religious. Right, um, <laughs> and I'm like I get it but yeah. like at the very least romantically I would like for a partner to believe in God and then whatever your relationship is is your relationship with God but like a non-believer I do believe that's a deal breaker for me I'm not sure I would I don't think I could feel connected to you
1: Yeah. I mean, I understand that. Like, I I know that, like, it's important to me that, like, with my husband and I, like, like, let's take him out of the picture for a second. But if I was looking for somebody, I would really want them to feel like they that there's some purpose that they have a purpose.
0: Yeah, because I don't know where I could, because not that I would throw God on every little thing. But like, when times get hard, and you really need and it's like, you know, d- maybe depression and anxiety are kicking your ass, or I like I don't know.
1: I don't know how to help you. Yeah,
0: like, and not, and again, not that I would just be like, oh, pray about it, but the, but the connection to right. something greater than yourself is very helpful when the times are tough.
1: Right. Like my husband and I, a, a lot of times, something like we'll say when we feel like a little lost, is that like we really connect on this like not like the universe like you just put out what you want to the universe or like the universe is going to guide you in that way and for us that's kind of like saying god and that's like us putting out like you know what we want or like putting good into the world it like comes it will come back to you or if you do the right things and you work hard or if you you know you set your goals towards something but it gives us something to kind of it's like a you know whether it's real or not it's just something to feel like more than yourself. It can just be so, it feels so overwhelming when it's just you. It feels impossible. Impossible, yeah. It's really. like,
0: I need, I need somebody greater than me that's going to advocate on my behalf because I don't think I got it for myself. I also don't know, like I need guidance. I don't know for myself what is the best. Like I might have an inkling, And But I just need that decision and that feeling, that decision to be connected to something that feels like home to me. And that's why I feel like, you know, I know it's so personal religion because we don't know, like, you don't know what it felt like for me to catch the Holy Ghost. You don't know what Mm -hmm. it feels like for me when I'm moved spiritually. I don't know what it feels like for you to feel like, you know, God is speaking to you. But I know that it's happening.
1: yes. If that I makes agree. sense. No, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, I
0: don't hear a clear voice. It's like, Danielle, do this. It's a vibe. It's, <laughs> it's totally <laughs> you a vibe. Know, it's, a, it's a alignment. It's a it's being led. Mm-hmm. It's hard to describe. It but is I, a vibe. I, I, it's an energy. I don't want to let that go. I don't. It's a
1: movement. I don't want to let it go. I, I'll go insane if I don't believe in that. Like, yeah. Cause then it just feels purposeless for me. Like it, yeah,
0: I need, to, I need a, I, a a purpose driven life. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, Adam, I felt like I was scared to have this conversation, to normalize spirituality and normalize religion and spirituality, um, or even just having the conversations around it. But what do you think after chatting? that we are normalizing when it comes to religion and spirituality.
1: I mean, there have been so many episodes that we've done where I'm like, I am a little nervous to talk about this because I don't know (laughs) what I'm going to say or what we're going to talk about. And this was one of them. But I really thought that we would have a great and open conversation. And I think that's it. Again, like, I think it's normalizing having these weird conversations that you would avoid. I would totally avoid this kind of conversation. But it's, it's really, I think, really interesting to hear about people's journeys with religion. Mm-hmm. And also, where do they stand in that journey now? And so I think it's normalizing that conversation and and, and having your own personal spiritual journey.
0: Oh, it is. You gotta walk your road, you know.
1: I'm walking. It comes. I'm walking. The religion
0: is a is is vast. Spirituality is also vast. It's like it's just a big space of making sure that you are indeed a good person. Yes. And soulful. Like your soul is connected to more than just like listlessly walking around this crazy place we live in. But Adam, I think, you know, normalize having these conversations mm-hmm. in your friend groups, in your group chats, not at work. Um, no. Don't do that.
1: Not, don't do that at work. Maybe not Wait. on
0: the first date. Maybe on the 7th. S- seventh. 7th.
1: Seventh. Mm. seven one.
0: 7 At least maybe the 4th.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Breadcrumb it. Just see where you're at. Just like, kind just of throw it out, it out there.
0: Be like, yeah. oh, thank you, God. I have and a friend then, that does look. that, <laughs> like a friend, a friend of mine, she doesn't like if if she's just meeting someone and they don't mention God in that first meeting at some point in the conversation. Mm-hmm. She's like, nah, really? Yeah. And not for nothing. Like, she's just very much like about her. like she doesn't compromise. And I don't want to say it in a way that's like, oh, she's rigid. She just knows what she wants and she's not afraid to like drop things off if it's not it. No, I Um, kind of, I appreciate that. When she described it, she was like, yeah, I mainly, if it's, I believe in God in a way that it's going to come out of my mouth, even Mm -hmm. if they're asking me how I am. Oh, I'm blessed. Yeah. That is a very different reaction than just being like, I'm good. Blessed is like, oh, she, oh, okay.
1: Right. Not necessarily being like,
0: I'm God's child. And you know, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) she's just like, yeah, I'm blessed. So little things that can showcase that like, oh, I am this and if that's not something that comes out of your mouth in an interesting like open conversation at all then she's like nah it's not wow. for me he doesn't even have it in the forefront
1: mm-hmm.
0: I appreciate that and I was I like appreciate You're right because that, that could yeah. weed through that could just could weed through a lot you know yeah, a lot can. of yeah. unnecessary uh relationships but I think you know that's what we should do, normalize these conversations.
1: Agreed. You know what? We should also normalize, Tim? Keep it or curb it? Yes, my favorite religion, <laughs> keep it or curb it, which burr, 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 burr. Has the jingle of, That's are you my ready? Five, church. six, five, six, seven, eight. Keep, keep it or it. Or, or Curb, Curb It. it. <laughs> oh, really good. So listen, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, what an episode to really yeah, dig you in, in. Really. Get in there. Get in there. Start with religion and spirituality. That's really a hazing
0: process. And never let go.
1: And never let go. So if this is your first time here, this is the segment where we take a look at new social trends and we decide whether we're keeping them and holding on for dear life, mm-hmm. or we're kicking them and letting go of that dear life. Goodbye. Bye. All right, Danielle. <laughs> I would love to kick this off. Go ahead. Okay. So, Meta has announced it will be testing a monthly subscription service on Instagram and Facebook so their users can become verified.
0: No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Immediately, No. <laughs> Not all free. right
1: so the rest of this it says the accounts will receive a blue badge to avoid being cited as a fake account a deep fake a deep fake <laughs> quote unquote Meta verified <laughs> will cost 11.99 on the web and 14.99 on uh, ios uh, uh, the service comes with perks which it are, better <laughs> it, yeah I, I mean it be- first of all i'm hating everything I, every word that's coming out of my mouth i'm going it's so expensive
0: it, the perk better come
1: yeah. Okay. So the perks, what do you think the perks are, Danielle? I will tell you. It's extra protection from impersonation accounts and direct oh access to customer support.
0: Not direct access. Can I text no. them like what's happening?
1: No. I don't like it at I all. I don't so even
0: need No.
1: Twitter relaunched its own verification subscription service, oh, we Twitter Blue. We saw. we, yeah, hate we it. heard. We hate it.
0: <laughs> That's not what a model they should be following, but go on. No. So,
1: Twitter Blue in December, it costs $11 a month for iOS and Android subscribers. I would so, never Meta know joins that. Meta joins other platforms like Discord, Reddit, and YouTube who have their own subscription-based models. So, Danielle, how quickly can we
0: curb this because I <laughs> like, know we don't want to keep already this. sitting out there with the rest of the garbage. Yeah. No. No. Like first of all, Netflix is trying to take away sharing passwords. And people want to act like they want to up the prices. Like Michael B. Jordan is not coming to my house and chilling with me when I watch Netflix. Like I need y'all to give a real perk for this. There's so many people that have subscriptions. Why are we subscribing social media now?
1: Yeah, I mean that's so
0: crazy to me. Like I'm, (laughs) it's crazy, but
1: I am actually surprised it's taking to this 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 point because. Like When I think of something that's like so a part of my life, whether I like it or not, like an Instagram or a Twitter or something like that, something that's such a big part of my life, I think of like, how is this free? It's crazy that it's free. Of course, there's a price to it where it's like there are the ads that are there. I need it to stay free.
0: I I think it should stay free. I know somebody who's paying for YouTube and I was like, that's so silly, but they were like, listen, you know the for YouTube, Danielle,
1: it is you the never best get money those I've ads. ever spent. <laughs> it is the best money I've ever spent. I don't care if if th- this would be my deal breaker on an, on our date if you tried to talk shit about my YouTube subscription. I'd go, it's not gonna work because <laughs> I don't have to listen to an ad ever. And when somebody doesn't have like the YouTube paid thing and they're listening to an ad every 30 (laughs) seconds, I'm going oh my god, how's your brain not oatmeal rotting through your ears? It's crazy to me. I I can listen to a video 30 minutes long. 30 minutes, 33 seconds from beginning, from tip to tip, and I'm not getting
0: a break. I think we're spoiled. I think we need to be patient. We should be patient. It's a virtue, they say. No, I actually skip all commercials if possible. Yes. But I am not paying for any of this. No, for these,
1: no, to like have, to be able to talk to customer support, like, no, enough, like girl, stop
0: Girl, I ain't even got that kind of problem. Enough to be like, hey, help customer support. No. No. You know, as a content creator, I understand there are so many needs for creating monetary streams mm-hmm. for intellectual property and things that exist online. I get it. I do cuz not everybody can get these big sponsorship deals and so it's nice to have people be able to grow their followings and use Instagram as a like a subscription model because that's where they have grown an audience. You right. know, that's the same work of a newsletter and stuff like that. So I I can see why that would be helpful for content creators, especially if they are utilizing these platforms to give subscribers content that is worthy to be paid for
1: right or to have a better experience when you should why are you why just give me that experience
0: girl right
1: if you if you can make a better experience then why are you giving me this bad one
0: at a price you stay on the curb curb (laughs) done (laughs) okay next keep it or curb it i'm ready the e-commerce platform Shopify mm-hmm. recently announced that they would be doing away with many company meetings as a way to free up time. I'm about to cry to allow people to get stuff done. okay mm. so they
1: are are they admitting that the company meetings
0: help them not get stuff done <laughs> <laughs> in doing this, you have basically told us that people just be wasting time? Yeah, but get into this. Adam, your favorite, a bot.
1: I love a (laughs) bot. We
0: love bots. A Mm -hmm. bot went into about 10,000 remote employees' calendar (laughs) and purged all recurring meetings with three or more people. And that deleted 322,000 hours of meetings. Oh, my God. I'm gagging because it's so good and funny. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) According to Shopify's chief operating officer, Kaz Nijadian. <laughs> I had to sound that out. Kaz Nijadian. The company.
1: That's, that sounds so perfect.
0: Nijadian. Kaz Nijadian. The company also instilled a no meetings Wednesdays policy. Get it, Shopify. Y'all better do it. Wow. Meetings are not gone altogether at Shopify, just so you know. But Microsoft found that the amount of time the average Teams user spent in meetings more than tripled between 2020 and 2022 because that's where we was at, inside uh-huh. the meeting boxes on Zooms. So, Adam, Shopify, they, so, first of all, are you hiring? Second right. <laughs> of all, <laughs> are we keeping or Curbing? curbing? Are we keeping or curbiting company meetings?
1: um keep it-ing or curb it-ing?
0: Girl, <laughs> that meeting is out there with meta's subscription service
1: yeah i think that like it it really shows that if they tripled between 2020 and 2022 of february that like people were really looking to make it feel like they were working yeah and i think that like these meetings are important to have every once in a while just to make sure that you're touching base and make sure that like
0: the same page, you got to be on the
1: same page. But I think a lot of times it's like completely pointless, uh, like, and, and you don't, you don't get anything done and it's a total waste of time.
0: Yeah. Meetings have always been a bane of my existence. I used to like, I remember my first like real job. I was a receptionist. I used to like fantasize about wanting to, be important enough to be in the meetings. Mm-hmm. And then as I like, you know, got better jobs, I started getting in meetings and I was like, oh my God, meetings so cool. And then I realized like meetings are just like such a time suck. And also such. as a, you know, cause as a journalist and I, my first couple of jobs were all, you know, digital news and, you know, gossip and, and doing the trends and all this. And so you're like plugged in all the time trying to file these stories and then meetings pop up and it takes you out of your creative mind. It takes you out of your flow. And I remember just being so irritated because you would mm-hmm. get in the meetings and sometimes I'd be like, I don't even know what they're talking about. Right. Or couldn't y'all have just like sent an email? Like we're going through a PowerPoint presentation together.
1: Right. Like this no. don't
0: seem productive. And then I don't have time for lunch. Cause now I gotta go back and do the things that I missed because I was in the meeting. And it's just it's like a, a recurring nightmare.
1: Yes. It's a nightmare. It's an AI nightmare.
0: We hate them. Hey. You know what? Make an AI version of me and she can go to the meeting.
1: Oh, I yeah. That's with the only Megan's time wave. AI works. In a meeting with a chat bot. That's the only acceptable yeah, version I'm not, of this. I
0: love that the bot literally scrubbed the remote employees' calendars and was like, 322,000 hours can go.
1: Yeah. Just, <laughs> exact. Even the bots knew to Even let it go. Even the bot was like, Even girl. Even the bot knew.
0: Send a bulletin go. and keep S- it
1: moving. <laughs> this could be a one paragraph email.
0: So on the
1: curb. Bye. On the curb. Goodbye. Daniel. I feel like we had such great conversations
0: today. We always zoo, Adam. You be bringing it these days. I'm proud of you.
1: Thank you. I mean, I, those other days. Those other days.
0: Whoo-wee. Ooh, Nelly.
1: Ooh, Nelly. <laughs> they were not good. I'm improving. I I'm really, growing.
0: Listen, you're growing. You're getting personal. Yes, I am. I'm digging and, in. And now I want to actually welcome our special guest to the show.
1: I'm going to barf. <laughs>
0: Adam's <laughs> mom to talk about religion. <laughs> for no, another hour. For one more hour. People would love it because I've been told that these are way too short. People get sad when they're over. I know. I get sad when
1: they're over and I'm like doing it.
0: Right. (laughs) And I'm doing it. I do. I very much do. I love this podcast. And I'm so glad that all of y'all are listening and continuing to learn with us. What was your favorite takeaway, Adam?
1: I think my favorite takeaway was um, getting to talk about how I used to wear a uniform every day.
0: Yeah, that was very And actually, my
1: favorite takeaway was that you went to prom uh, with a guy who wore a purple tux. That is my favorite (laughs) takeaway. I'll never forget that. And you went and got hibachi.
0: Yes. I wonder what he's up to now. Probably still wearing that tux.
1: (laughs) Probably still wearing it. Probably still embarrassing you.
0: (laughs) Legend has it. He's still eating rice with chopsticks and wearing a purple tux.
1: Every grain. Every (laughs) Every, grain, one by one.
0: Yo, the plate was cleared that's that is crazy
1: for like, like, a, like a high schooler to do that that's right?
0: insane maybe jason wasn't in high school
1: maybe maybe imagine? he was actually like, a was lot a older yeah <laughs> he was like i was babysitting you <laughs>
0: thought you were adorable at church camp <laughs> <I was>. um <laughs> what
1: is your greatest takeaway danielle on on bated breath
0: Oh my gosh, that honestly, if you're gonna believe in God and like really be a stickler about it, Mm -hmm. consider hating murderers and rapists more than gay people.
1: Yes, I actually like this one. Yes,
0: it's food for thought. I really think they should think about that.
1: I think that they should. Yeah, I feel like that's the perfect way. To end this episode, <laughs> you know, if, yeah, maybe think about hating hate rapists murderer, and please. murderers. Like, please, please, try it out. Start. It's easier than you think. Please. So we just want to say thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and make sure mm-hmm. that you rate comment and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts give us those five stars give us those reviews reach out to us on social media and tell us what you want to see normalized we have both loved all of the dms all of the suggestions
0: yes you guys are really on your a game.
1: You are. You're on your A game. So many of these episodes are inspired by our listeners already. So keep it coming. We love it. If you want to reach out to me, my handles on Instagram are at Adam Rip and on Twitter, I'm at Adam Ripon. Reach out. Let's keep it going. Danielle, tell the people how do they get a hold of the Danielle Young? How
0: do they do First it? First of all, reach out your arms. Mine are out. Just and then use your tip of your fingers. And just Ooh. tap away, tap away on your Instagram, tap away mm-hmm. on your Twitter at the Danielle Young at Rapsodanny, respectively, and slide in them DMs and then wrap those fingertips around each other.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm wrapped. You're just getting your hands. just the tips, everything just you're asking tips. for. <laughs>
0: And thank you so much. Like, honestly, it has been so much fun listening back to the podcast and recording the podcast. And so I'm just having a good time with Adam and you guys get to be a part of it. So we are so grateful every single week that y'all keep tuning in. So don't stop doing that.
1: Yeah, we Please. love you. Keep keep it coming. We
0: love it. Keep it coming. That's all for now, ladies and gents we'll see you next time on normalize this and until next time stay blessed
1: stay blessed i am blessed and so make I'll sure stay you blessed. mention that
0: within the first couple of minutes of meeting me and mm-hmm. me so i know Out there listening, we want to hear from you. Make sure you follow at Make Spring Hill on all platforms for weekly show updates.